What's up? What's up? All right, so this is episode two of the podcast. Um, so basically right now we're just going to free roam this. So, like, we're just going to ask questions about the NFL. It's not going to be the last time where it was the mock job. We're just going to talk about news and predictions and whatever. Mm-hmm. That should be good. All right, so um, you want to, like – all right, let's talk about – um, how about the a Super Bowl predictions? Patriots are gonna win. Rams are gonna win. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that the um, that the Patriots are gonna pull it out here in Super Bowl um, fifty three. But I am pulling for the Rams because <laughs> I feel like that the Patriots. I hate the dynasty in my opinion. I feel like the Patriots are uh, are not not the team that should be in the Super Bowl. But you know. I think it should be the Chiefs and the Saints, and a lot of people would agree. But yeah, um, coming from a Chiefs fan, uh, I don't like any of these teams. You know, Marcus Peters on the Rams. I'm not a huge fan of him. Uh, Tom Brady. You know the story. What happened last mm-hmm. Sunday? Um, if I had to pick a team to win, I would say that the Rams pull it out, and then Tom Brady gets one more year after this. I think the Rams are going to win it all. That's my opinion. I mean, I'm interested to see how that would play out because if, yeah. Tom, if Tom would win the Super Bowl, do you think he should retire or do you think he will retire? I think if I they win, he should retire. If they don't win, then he should play one or two more years. And I know Until he wants to hit that sixth Super Bowl. I know he wants that. So. Yeah. And he can play. He can play another year. I can see him doing yeah. that. But, I mean, I think the reason why he struggled this year is because of the options that he had. Obviously, he lost Amendola in the middle of the season. Um, couldn't really get Sony Michelle going until the end of the season. Um, and obviously losing Josh Gordon in the middle of the year, obviously was no help either. So um, I think it's just going to be interesting to see, um, what, what they, what they plan on doing with that offense next year. I know their defense doesn't need a lot of work. Um, it might need, might need some, but not as much as the offense. I think they need one more, um, wide receiver and maybe possibly another backup tight end. Yeah, we don't know the story about Gronk because he's unpredictable every year. He's looked, he looked really good against Kansas City. He did, he did. Before that, that, he like he wasn't himself. Like you would look at the stat line, and you would see one or two receptions a game, and you would be like, "What?" Like, um, and injuries. Like he can't, he can't get injured like this. At the age he's at right now. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if he doesn't get injured here, like if he plays good in the Super Bowl, he's going to come back for at least another year or two. But I, don't know, I didn't even know he's that old because I knew he was – I didn't know he was getting up that – to be that old. Well, I mean, he, for a tight end, yeah. Let yeah, me, I guess you're right. They do, they do go out. And speaking of tight ends um, retiring, um, I heard that uh, just heard a few days ago, surprisingly, that Sunday was Ben Watson's last game as an NFL yeah. player. So, I really liked him too. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think that he should be retiring just yet. But I know that 15 years in the NFL is a long time. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's been hopping over a couple teams between the Saints and the Ravens, and then going back to the Saints, and then uh, end up not winning the Super Bowl this year. It's been a rough season for him. Obviously, yeah. he didn't win one Super Bowl at least though. He, he is 38, after all. He is 38. So, I mean, 
I can I can see him retiring. He's got enough money. He's just you know got kids. You know, just wants to spend time at home. Um. All right, another thing that happened around the NFL. Uh, Chiefs hiring Steve. You're a Giants fan. How do you pronounce his last name? Steve Spagnola. That's how Spagnola. you pronounce it. But I'm sure that I'm sure that he'll go around the name of Spags in Kansas City. I'm sure that that will be. Because I know that's what the Giants um, organization called him. Um, they just call him Spags. They just kept it simple. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good defensive coordinator. Um, obviously, in 2016, the Giants led the league in points or they, they, they had the least amount of points given up in one season. They also made the playoffs going 11 and five. And they also uh, led the league in turnovers, uh, led the NFC in turnovers, um, not the league, but they led the NFC in turnovers. Um, and I think that most of it is because of the improvements that they made on defense. Uh, that was the same year. They added Janoris Jenkins. They added Damon Harrison. You know, they drafted Eli Apple. Um, they drafted a couple of other uh, Olivia Vernon, uh, that was his first year as a Giant. But, you know, I just think that um, as a coach, I think Steve Spagnuolo is the right guy for Kansas City. I can see him fitting really well there, um, especially because of him and Andy Reid. You, yeah. Uh, used to work together as well. They did. So he was their defensive assistant, defensive backs coach, and linebackers coach. Surprised he didn't go there earlier. All of them, yeah. I mean – Andy Reid has never coached without Bob Sutton, so I feel like it's going to be weird adapting to it at first. But then he's, you know, he's used to Steve, and I feel like, I mean, he's had some trouble in the past. Like, the Saints have, like, one of the worst defenses, like, historically. But he did bounce back with the Giants winning the Super Bowl with them, you know? And he was the Rams head coach for a little bit. Didn't turn out the way he liked to, you know, with Aaron Donald not there yet. Um, So their defense was the definition of not good. I have a question for you. Um, as a Chiefs fan, looking at this whole um, situation, only only doing this um, only three days um, after the um, season ended, um, do you think that with Spagnola as a defensive coordinator, do you think Kansas City will be playing Super Bowl 53 right now? So, like, you're saying if we had yes. Steve Spagnola instead yeah. of Bob Sutton, we'd be yeah. in the Super Bowl? Exactly. I would have to agree with you because the reason why he got fired, which this just got put out, I think, a few hours, no, like yesterday, was that he was so stubborn that during halftime, Andy Reid asked him to change up his game plan. He was so stubborn, the fact that he said no. He wasn't going to change it up. He didn't change anything. And it is the head coach's decision to do that. And I feel like Spagnola would – he would adapt. I mean, looking at the Giants' Super Bowl, I mean, they won – they, I don't know what to tell you. I think we would win. I mean, yeah. one thing about that game that really confused me was, you know, the D Ford call, right? The zone fractionment. Um, usually, and this is this is a fact. One of their the refs' old head, you know, head chief tweeted out saying that usually when it like comes down to those decisions. They let the player know, hey, scoot back a few inches. You know, you're off sides. Yeah. They didn't do that on that play. But, I mean, I don't think – I still think we should re-sign D. Ford, but not Mm -hmm. to steal maybe a one- or two-year deal. And if he rejects, franchise tag him. That's my opinion. One one play couldn't – can't. 
no. Yeah, um, I think it'd be really unfor- unfair for D Ford if that's the reason why that they would wouldn't resign because Eric Fisher did the same thing a few years ago and he's still starting for Kansas City. So I think yeah. it'd be really unfair. I think D Ford would be really upset, and I, I wouldn't blame him for being upset if he would not be on the Chiefs roster next year. But I'm sure he will. Um, player that D Ford is, that's I will 100 percent say that's that. The, that's the one guy the Chiefs are really wanting to resign this year. So I'm yeah, them resigning him. He had 13 sacks. You know, he put pressure, like, every game, except for the one time where we played the last game. We had, like, what, six pressures the entire game? Yeah. Which, that's what killed us. But the Patriots' offensive line is good. It know, is. Up against a tough offensive line. And that's what made it different. Yeah. Um, but let's go on. How do you feel about the Pro Bowl this year? Um. It's, you know, I think that I think that with all the players dropping out, um, yeah, all these new guys coming in, obviously they they um are still going to be in it. They announced that um Russell Wilson's going to stay in it, but now yeah. they're adding Mitchell Trubisky, they're adding Dak Prescott, they're taking out all these guys who were originally supposed to be in there. And now you're looking at the like the six QBs, and you're thinking like who like like these people haven't been on a lot of big names uh on big. And been big and big games this season, so like I just don't, I I don't think that the um, decisions. Uh, obviously, the Pro Bowl is not for um, competitive purposes; it's for an entertainment purpose. Um, and um, obviously, you know, there's been some injuries in the Pro Bowl, but um, I think that ever since the new rules have come in for the Pro Bowl, I think players are just out there just have fun. And um, obviously, you get to go all down to Orlando this season, uh, which is nice place to be now, right now. <laughs> Um, I know I'd love to be in Orlando right now, but um, I, I think that just like I feel like it's it's, it's just not going to be the funnest game to watch this year. But definitely, um, um, I'm going to be looking forward to at least watching the skills showdown here tonight. Oh, that is tonight. You're right. Um, so I'm looking at the Pro Bowl roster right now, and there's a lot of replacements. Anthony Sherman made it back in. That's great. Eric Fisher moved down to third string for tackle, which. You know, I'm not going to say that he really deserved it. I'm going to be real with you. Um, you would see, like, I went to the Chiefs game week 17, and then I would, you know, I'd carefully watch almost every game that I could. Um, every single play, almost, they would snap the ball, and immediately he would just t- get one tap, and then they'd be gone. The defender would be right behind him, and then that, you know, Almost all of Mahomes' like best plays, the highlights were when he was under pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Left, so he'd scramble out right. And then you know, that touchdown against the 49ers. And it's the Seahawks when he did that amazing play. But um I don't know, man. I I feel like when we're looking at tackles here, I feel like Mitchell Swartz deserved it way more than he did. Uh mm-hmm. I, that dude was like Arguably the best right tackle in the in not the NFL in the AFC, but you yeah. know, I'm still gonna watch the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's cool. I'm looking here that Mike and Marquise Pouncey are both in the Pro Bowl, which is really cool. And, and watch it. I'm watching it for you know Patrick Mahomes, obviously Tyreek. And coming yeah. from a Giants fan, rookie sensation Saquon Barkley is gonna be there. Yeah, gonna put that out there. <laughs> He deserved it. Like he did great. Um, for all those 
he deserves rookie of the year, but I don't know what they're going to do here. Um, For all those people who are arguing about rookie of the year, Saquon made the Pro Bowl and Baker did not. Just going to put that out there. Hey. Not that that's probably what's going to come down to, I but mean, I mean. Who's your MVP? My MVP is, um, I've said this a, a lot, I think that Drew Brees is could get it, but I think that the NFL is smart. And since Drew Brees didn't make the Super Bowl, I think Patrick Mahomes will probably get it. Yeah, I think Just to be fair. Same way in the playoffs, they both were the number one seeds. You know, best in the – the Breeze – not the Breeze. The Saints had them by one game. And when you look at Mahomes versus Breeze stat line, Breeze did – from week 10 and up, Breeze did not look like a normal self. Like, he would throw for one to two interceptions a game and barely a touchdown. It, it was weird. Especially, like, yeah, against big... the Cowboys. That's when it started to crumble. Yeah. And um, um, another big similarity about Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees is that both of their final games of the season ended on bad calls. Or were because of bad calls, in my opinion. And it went into overtime. You know, both against great mm-hmm. teams. One against the yeah. Dynasty and the Patriots. The other one against the newly surging Rams. Uh, Underdog Rams, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think Mahomes should win it. That's not biased to me. Fifty touchdowns, five thousand passing yards, youngest to ever do it. Second in the league in passer rating, so you know he's not just trying to, just trying to get the passing yards and just trying to get for stats. No, he didn't throw as many interceptions as people thought. I mean, he threw three against the Rams, but then again, he threw six touchdowns. You know, but um. I really think the award winner should be Mahomes for MVP. Saquon deserves Rookie of the Year, but the NFL loves giving it to quarterbacks. I don't know what's it about. It's just quarterbacks love. Like Elliott deserved it way more than Dak Prescott did. Yeah. But um, I think Saquon should win. Defensive Player of the Year should easily go to Aaron Donald. There's no question about it. Um. Coach of the year, I'd say Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, I'd easily give it to Derwin James. Either, that, either Der, either I, I could see it going to either Derwin James, or I could also see it go to Roquan Smith too. I could see it. I could see it going to Roquan or Bradley Chubb. There are obviously Bradley Chubbs up there. There was a lot of good defensive players in the there draft. Was. There was a lot of good defensive players in the draft, and there's going to be even more this year. Yeah, I was gonna say there was. There's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be hard uh, to choose that. It is. Yeah, it is gonna be hard. Good decision. Uh, oh, and the if you guys are wondering, we're probably gonna do like an official uh, prediction, like award prediction, like a few nights before the mm-hmm. ceremony, which is next week, right? Yeah. But Steve Harvey is the host. Yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't get anything wrong. Yeah. But, hopefully, he doesn't. Yeah. Mistaken the MVP, hopefully. Yeah. That's um, the only thing I hope for. If he doesn't mistake the MVP, I'm fine. Yeah, he'll he'll do good on the monologue. That that'll be something to watch. Yeah, the uh, monologue will be good. He'll be funny. That's all I care about. He's really good. Like all of them except for the Conan O'Brien one I wasn't the biggest fan of. Well, um, I mean, once he started putting the players up there next to next to different movie stars and next to different and animation characters and everything and, and 
um, commercial stars and everything. It was kind of funny. I liked that part. Yeah. The whole spot the difference thing. That was kind of cool. It's still my favorite. That's my opinion. He did really good. Hey, I think Hugo Michael Keys did a good job. His yeah. just wasn't that long. His just wasn't that long. He had like a ten minute one, and Rob Riggle had like an eighteen minute one. So, he, yeah, but he's he had more jokes in line than Keegan Michael Keys did. But his jokes were really funny, though. I like those. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about, though, and I'd like to switch over topics here. I want to talk about the Jags QB situation. What do you think okay. is going to happen to them next year? Because I, I, I think that they'll draft Blake, a QB. Blake Bortles is just he's he's young, which is the only thing that might be keeping him in the position that he is right now. Yeah. Um, I think that he, he was old. I don't think he'd be on a team at all. But the fact that he's really young and still has a lot of years left in his career. And um, he's still 26. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's not the youngest quarterback in the league, but he's still in his um, early, early years. Um, yeah. But I'm just, I'm just wondering when his prime is going to enter up because it's, it's been five years maybe now. Since yeah, he's been drafted, I mean, and I haven't seen any any great prospect. Obviously, they went to the playoffs last year, but come on, let's just let's agree that that reason, big reason why they went to the playoffs was because of their defense. Their defense. It was Saxonville. You know that was when everyone was playing at their peak, and I don't know what happened this year. I mean, injuries just riddled this year. I mean, in the worst uh, position too. Yeah, like the offensive line, every, they were oh. starting third string. They even signed Eric Flowers as their starter, and that you know that says something as a Giants fan. Uh, I'm reading this now. Apparently, his real name is Rob, but his middle name is Blake, so that's interesting. (laughs) Um, But I feel like they they've given Blake Bortles a lot. I mean, it's been it's been five years. It's time. I think it's time that they let him go. They release them, save some cap money, you know. For sure. Player like Dwayne Haskins, Justin Herbert, maybe like wait a little bit, get yourself like a Drew Locke or Dan- Daniel Jones, you know. But um, or Will Greer, he's also Will Greer there as well. There. I mean, there's a lot of pretty good draft pop. There are, prospects. and I don't think a lot of them are going to get taken the first round because a lot of the teams that are going the first round, they all have decent quarterbacks. Like I think the only. Yeah. Four at the four main teams who will be looking for a quarterback this year. Definitely the Cardinals need to be looking for one. Maybe the Jets. If they don't want to give Sam Darnold more chance, so they want to make him as a backup. Um, they're more free and welcome to do that. I know the Giants do need one. Um, and I, I think maybe on a nutshell, the Dolphins might need one as well. But those are the four big teams besides the Jaguars that I think that need yeah. quarterbacks in the draft this year. And there are and there are a few of them. There are a few, but not as much as last year. Obviously not as much as last year, but. I wouldn't have the chart, the Cardinals, or the Jets in my list for needing a QB because it's their rookie of the year. They rookie year. They need to get themselves. Yeah, done. that's my. Yeah, opinion. they do. But um, I'm gonna go with like my list would be Denver because you know John Elway does not like Case Keenum for some weird reason. Um, you know, there's you know the Giants and the Jags. There's the Dolphins because they address that Ryan Tan. They don't want Ryan Tannehill anymore. They're looking to trade him. I just don't know about that. If not, I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be a different kind of whole situation or anything. I, I don't think that they're gonna have enough. Um, uh, I don't think they have a good enough draft pick to try and get either Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray because trade quarterbacks up. go unexpectedly. But they could trade it. You're, like, you're exactly right. They could trade it. Um, yeah. But 
I, I, and I don't think that the quarterback is the number one spot they need on their list either because I know that they need defense because they have a few defensive players that are getting old. They have a few defensive players that went to free agency this year that they're not resigning. I think they need to fill up a couple spots in their defense too. So it'd be interesting to see. I know they need a couple of safeties because um, they moved Minka Fitzpatrick to uh, quarter to um, defensive back. Which I think is a is a weird decision in my opinion. They did in the middle of the year, which I don't I don't know why they did in the middle of the year either. Um, but maybe another one of the reasons why they may be not in the playoffs this year. I don't know, but it's the Dolphins. They go to the playoffs once every four years, and then they lose in the first round, and then they blame it on that <laughs> they had a bunch of players injured and everything, and and then they you know get hyped because they beat the Patriots at like week fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they weren't even trying. Yeah, when Tom Brady wasn't even like playing his best because he didn't want to get hurt. The Patriots love fooling us. Like they love being not good at the end of the year and then we're like, oh, they might lose a game in the play in the AFC round. Nope. Uh <laughs> but I don't know man. I've all right, let's switch topics. Another like weird quarterback. What do you think like Okay, what do you think that the Saints should do? Because Drew Brees said he's going to play one more year. Mm-hmm. Do you think they draft QB next year, or do they take one now so that one can develop behind him? Or you can well, always resign Teddy. That that's always an option. They they, I don't think they should resign Teddy Bridgewater. And the reason why I think that they shouldn't resign Teddy Bridgewater is because you saw him in Week 17. He was a little bit shaky, um, but he is only playing in what might be his few games back maybe he's still he's still balancing that injury like the injury that he had was a was a huge injury that there was a 70 percent chance in his injury that he would never play football again or ever move again so I think that just being back on that football field and being on NFL roster is I have enough respect for him as a player same here I think I think that free agency is the way he needs to go and the reason why is because there are so many teams who need a QB but also need a backup quarterback like him that way that once their quarterback retires next year, like I'm sure Tom Brady will retire in the next year or two. I'm sure Drew Brees will retire in the next, in the next year or two. We could also see the same thing from Philip Rivers. We could see the same thing from Alex Smith. You know, guys like that. I could see guys like that retire in the next couple of years because of the age or because in Alex Smith's case, just because of the injuries that he's suffered. Um, I know Alex Smith won't play next year, which is a little bit, a little bit uh, eye-opening because maybe the Redskins could get a QB in free agency or something. Because unless they want, unless they want to make John Johnson a new franchise guy, and I have no problem with that at all. As a Giants fan, I'd love to play against John Johnson unless he's getting really good or something. I don't know, but um, definitely interesting uh, situation with the Redskins. Oh, that could be a. <laughs> but yeah, I say put Teddy Bridgewater in free agency, draft a decent quarterback, and um, and uh, get. Get him um, following Drew Brees' legacy. That's yeah. what I would say. I mean, if you look at John, John Josh Johnson, I'm sorry, stats, it, it was kind of bad. You know, eight touchdowns, 14 interceptions. But, I mean, he is actually going to the AAF, that new football league starting up, right mm-hmm. after Also, at least we have something to watch now during the offseason. Uh, that is true. And I will be watching a couple of those games. For – um. You know, Royals fans like me. <laughs> and rebuild. Hey, you know, that's not, not a bad thing to do, but it takes time. Um, I like to talk about another topic here. 
Um, I I want to talk about Tyrod Taylor's future with the Browns because I heard from a couple of uh, different um, Instagram pages and a couple of different Twitter pages that he might be going to free agency this year. But I think that um, Baker Mayfield's still in that young stage. He does look to be their franchise guy. I think that that's a good decision because of the year that he had this year. He had a decent year this year. He had he had fun. It looked like he's having a good time on the field, um, which is what you want to see out of a rookie quarterback on his first year. Obviously, you, you use your first-round pick, your first overall pick over him. So, obviously, a lot of expectations. But um, definitely, I don't I, – I think Tyrod Taylor should go into free agency and yeah, get signed by a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Arizona Cardinals, teams that need a QB, but maybe don't want to waste our draft pick overall. What I think crazy – I. You know, it would be so cool if he went back to the Bills. Think about it. You know, let Josh Allen develop a little bit. I a- couldn't see that happen. For some reason, I just can't see that happening. I don't know why. I just can't. It probably won't happen. I was just, you know. Mm, I don't know. NFL has unpredictable moments sometimes. You never do know. You never know. It, any given Sunday. Um, but Tyrod Taylor, I think, could go to a team like – the Jaguars, like you mentioned, the Giants. I mean, I can't see it happening, but that's always a possibility. Um, I mean, the Dolphins, if they just want to wait another year to draft a QB, you know, like Tua and Jake Fromm and all those, you know, great players. Um, but I think it's going to be real. This free agency is going to be really interesting. There's a lot of. Like, Last year, there really wasn't anything about it. I mean, this free agency, this next one, there's a lot. There's Le'Veon Bell. There's Grady Jarrett. I yeah. mean. It's just, uh, it's, it's always hard to re-sign everybody. It's not like in, in Madden, yeah. in, in Madden where you can. I know, in, I know when we play Madden, we usually turn the salary cap off. That way we can just sign anybody we want to do. But I know that's not the way it works in the real world, so. Definitely going to be interesting to see what happens in free agency this year. I know that um, teams need certain positions. There's going to be a lot of bids up for some of the higher-up players. Like, I know um, if he does end up going into free agency this year, I know Marvin Jones is going to be a hot item um, for teams with wide receiver, who need wide receivers. I could see him going to a team like the Titans or a team like the Jaguars unless mm-hmm. the Lions decide to re-sign him. But I know that that's going to be uh, definitely interesting because I know Kenny Galladay has been has been crushing it, and they just got that new – um, a decent wide receiver. Um, and I think that they're also planning on um signing Cole Beasley, um, at a free agency this year if he's if he's available. Because I know the that Dallas Cowboys have... aren't re-signing him. Is what they said. I mean, there is also Golden Tate there. I mean, they're, I think they're he's probably get re-signed because of the impact that I it mean, made. I mean, there's Earl Thomas there. There's Grady Jarrett. There's a lot. I mean, players that we know will probably get re-signed. Jadavian Clowney is probably going to get re-signed. Demarcus Lawrence, Trey Flowers. Um, Maybe in a nutshell, Michael Pierce. I could see it happening for the Ravens. I could see it, but at the same time, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him as well. I think Ezekiel also will be brought back. C.J. Mosley, 100%. I mean, Ryan Fazier, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. He, yeah. I mean, it. I think they they should give him another contract, make it a little like not not a big contract because you know he's not playing. But I mean, there's Dante Fowler, there's Anthony Barr, which I really like. 
Yeah, Anthony Barr will be a hot item. And also mm-hmm. um, Jordan Hicks. There'll be Jordan Hicks probably um, in yeah. the agency. And also um, um, Robbie Anderson, a wide receiver position, another, another big wide receiver. And then also um, in the running back position, also there's going to be uh, maybe C.J. Anderson, maybe not. Um, but definitely we will see uh, Tevin Coleman in free agency. So that'll be interesting as well to see where he goes. I mean, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's a for sure free agent. You know he's not coming back to Pittsburgh. He said he wasn't um, a long time ago. Well, yeah. You know what's happened with the sit-out. Um, rest in peace to all those fantasy owners who picked him. And also the Killer Bees. Yep. Because now it's the Killer Bee and the Killer Bee. I can see him going to a team, maybe the the Colts. I mean, if they want to pay him big money, he's looking for the money. Uh, the Colts, the 49ers, maybe you could see it, or the Raiders. I mean, whoever's going to pay him the money, that's where he's going to go. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Know that. Uh, where do you think Earl Thomas will go? I don't think he's coming back. You, you I, saw at the end. If they, so, if they really wanted to go all out on defense this year, which I'm pretty sure they should, I could definitely see him getting signed like by a team like the Kansas State Chiefs, or I could also see him going to the rivalry in the Arizona Cardinals. But about the Cardinals and free agency is they got a lot of money. They have a lot of money because they don't they don't they resign their players, but they don't sign a lot of ridiculous contracts. They just signed a new coach. Was not getting paid a ton, and they still are looking for a new defensive coordinator um, if they can find one. But definitely uh, interesting to see. That's their defensive coordinator. It is. That's oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right about that. Yes, that's right. Um, but I can see him going to a team like the Cowboys. Ugh, I hate to see that. About it, I mean that'd be terrible as a Giants fan, but. Especially with Eli Manning in the controls. Come on, dude. But that'll be big tough. Yeah. Uh where anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? It's been like thirty minutes. Um, I also wanted to talk about um the future um in the NFL um as a whole for um the running back um uh for running back Kareem Hunt. I don't know what's gonna happen to him. He's um, gonna. I, the, I 100% think he's gonna get signed. He's gonna get signed because I know that teams do. Some teams worry about the about disappointment, like the Kansas State Chiefs. And I think it's a great job by Andy Reid of trading him, or not trading him, uh, releasing him. Um, but definitely, um, there's some teams that just care about getting the right guy. And I could see him getting taken by. I can't see him getting taken by Chicago. I could definitely see him getting taken by the Indianapolis Colts, um, which I know you'd hate to see that. But I could see him getting taken by the Colts. I could see him getting taken by the Falcons. I could also see him getting taken by. I could also see him getting taken by, and I'd hate to see this even more, um, as the Philadelphia Eagles. But I don't know. Lovely for them. That'd be insane. Great fit on Dallas too, but sadly they don't need a running back right now. You know that one-two punch combo with Elliott. You know. Yeah, that'd be that'd be uh, um, that'd be deadly for all nineteen-year-old uh, girls. Nineteen-year-old girls, look out for the um, duo between Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott on the Punch Gang. Super Especially Smash when they Bros. come to life. 
Yep. Um, but I mean, all jokes aside, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to anger management. He's trying to get everything resolved. I think he's a good person in his heart. He's gonna. He's gonna. Go, I feel like the Bears would be the best situation because think about it. Mike Nagy, the one who ba- who was his coach as a rookie or his offensive coordinator. But I feel like we should – the Bears should pick him up. I would love to see the Bears, maybe the Lions even, uh-huh. like an NFC team because I don't want to play. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to play Hunt, especially if, like, he go- goes to, like, the Patriots. I would – I might shed a tear or two. I'm not going to lie. Um, One more player I want to talk about before we wrap this up is uh, the future for Josh Gordon. What do you think? Come back in the NFL or call it call it a career for him? He's such a great talent. Like you saw back in like what was it 2014 when he like led the league in touchdowns and all that. And, and he was tearing up in New England while he was healthy and while he was um while he was active and while he was um not not doing um not using performance enhancing drugs. But like Definitely, um, I feel like he's a great player, and I feel like he should get maybe one more chance as a as a football player. But I think that in his case, he's gonna be lucky that he gets that chance. I think it's gonna be very, very strict, and they're gonna make sure that that he doesn't that he doesn't get in trouble again. But I'm wondering what team would sign him. I I know the Titans are looking for a wide receiver. Um, I I could also see um, the Indianapolis Colts take him as well. Or I could also see him getting taken by the Denver Broncos, but um, definitely uh, going to be an interesting because all these teams are also looking to draft a wide receiver too, which yeah. um, which is good because I, I'm that's the reason I'm glad that free agency happens before the draft because it gives players a chance um, a chance of free agency before the draft, but obviously um, big. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at. I'm just hoping to see some good uh, trades be- right before the NFL season starts, like Coyle Mack going to the Bears. I know that was a big decision right before the week one game. But definitely um, this is going to be a season coming up where players need to really show their best that they want to make it in the NFL. Um, I think this season was a slow season for some of the big all-star players and some rising seasons for some new players. But definitely uh, closing, looking at a big recap on the NFL season, this was this NFL season was not about um, making the um, returning players in the NFL look even better than they already were. It was about making the new guys shine and, and, and the yes. rising of the rookies. That's what I call this NFL season, the rising of the rookies. But definitely uh, just a weird season in the NFL this season. We had some weird teams in the, in the playoffs, had some weird teams. Not the playoffs, and uh, I mean, the Steelers not making it. That that was mm-hmm. me. I actually wasn't high on the Jaguars coming into the year. I thought they would maybe make a wild card team. I did pick the Texans to win their division. I mean, I always I love Deshaun Watson. I feel like they were like what five and one something like that when he got injured. Like that, yeah. Fell off. Mm-hmm. And then they had the fourth overall pick, but sadly the Browns owned it. Um, yeah. But I feel like it was a good season. It got – some of it got ruined with, you know, the ref ball, the roughing the passer calls, like the Clay Matthews of the game of the year. 
the um those you know PI calls recently. Mm-hmm. And for sure, some of the um, some of the definitely some of the um, side sideline catches too. I think that they need to review that too. Some of them. I just think that in the in the NFL's hindsight, though, um, their their jobs aren't easy. Um, they they do the best they can. They do. Uh, they still they still create one of the biggest leagues in America. So definitely, um, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch the Super Bowl this season because of the calls. I'm still gonna watch it. I know that everybody that is a Chiefs fan who says I'm not gonna watch the Super Bowl, I know they probably still will because it's the Super Bowl. You know, you gotta you gotta support. Um, but definitely. I feel like that they that the NFL next year they need, they need to get better, but they have room for improvement. What I feel like they should do, I don't feel like overtime the game should be decided on a coin toss. I mean, it's fifty. Yeah. I feel like they should add a rule where they give a certain amount of time, and they say, "Okay, we play up to this point. Winner, whoever has the lead is the winner." So how do they decide who gets the ball? If you're not, if you're not uh, in the lead. Say it's a tie game in the regular season, called a tie. If it's not in the playoffs, then you go just for ten more minutes, five more minutes. I don't How know. How do you decide who gets the ball though? Because like, by a coin toss? it gives both teams a fifty-fifty. It gives them both a chance. I think what they should do is they should do exactly what they do with with basketball. That's what. That's how I feel like they should be. Give give the teams time to play it out. Maybe another quarter. Um, I know fans won't like that because of time. I know those late night games sometimes will get a little rustless. I know people got to work the next day and the next morning, and they won't stay maybe for that period. But this isn't about them. This is about the players. This is about the league. Um, because at the end of the day, it's gonna end up in the history books forever. You know, it's not gonna. I mean, fans, fans can go to work the next morning. They won't. They won't remember that game um, eight years later. But it'll always be in the books. Forever yeah. until the end of time. I feel like they'll be there. That and one other thing that should majorly be changed: teams should be able to challenge penalties. They should. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for saying that because I think they definitely should because that's gives it gives the referees a chance to look penalties over, not just touchdowns, not just catches, not just in like inbounds or not. Not uh, do they have uh, full security of the ball yeah. as going down? Did his arm hit the ground or not? Was it a fumble or not? Was it an interception or not? Not stuff like that. Stuff like penalties. Like, was it a PI? Was it a roughing the passer? What was? Yeah. Was it a holding call? Was it supposed to be um, offsides? You know, was it supposed to be false start? You know, was it, was it supposed to be twelve men on the field? Because I know that the the game happens so fast this season, where a couple times um, the um, in the Patriots game, in the Patriots and the Chiefs game, at one point in the game, the Patriots had twelve men on the field on defense, and the referees did not say a thing. So, I'm just saying, you know, the game happens so fast sometimes, especially in the playoffs in the end of the game where you're trying to get a touchdown quickly. Mm-hmm. The rest have really got to give the coach a chance to give them a chance to look not over scoring plays or um, big plays like catches or something, but also penalties as well. And I feel like they should increase because each team gets two challenges a game. I feel like they should increase. Yeah, increase the number. If they're going to inc- – if you can – if they keep the rules the same, don't increase it. But if they keep, if they change it to like where you can review those big penalties, then you add themselves one or two more 
maybe even make it to five challenges perhaps so they know that they have some security to where there's a bad call you can challenge not like oh i'm out of timeouts and if there's a bad call that's just life that shouldn't happen yeah but i mean this was a great episode we talked about a lot reaching 40 minutes here um next one we'll be doing a war prediction and then uh coming up um a few episodes few episodes um our next few episodes um are probably going to be obviously the awards predictions um after that we're going to be doing the super bowl um review um on the super bowl and um also um and also after that um our third one will probably be predictions of free agency plays and predictions for the team's um records and um also records and um, playoff predictions for next year will be coming later in the um, in the spring. So definitely look forward. Yeah. Um, listen, listen to those podcasts and get listening to those. And watch out, we'll be grading people the teams' seasons as well. All right. Yes, we will be doing that. I had fun. I think you did. We'll see you guys next time. Um, and peace out. Peace out. All right.